Hey, that's that old school. Y'all need to know. That's back when your mom and daddy was together. Y'all don't even know about that old school music. <laughs> What's going on? How we doing? How we feeling? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Greatest Voice Podcast. We here. We live. Shout out to everybody that's a part of the family. Shout out to everybody that's a part of the mob. Um, how we doing? I am in good spirits. I am in good spirits. I am in good thoughts. Good well wishes. Um, first off, I, I can't do the podcast without saying this. Thank you to everybody who listened to last week's episode. Thank you to all my friends who participated in last week's episode. Shout out to Gabby. She let us use our home. She, her dog, I mean, no, 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 actually, let me be honest. Her dog, shout out to Apollo. Apollo allowed us to use his home. I feel like, so shout out to her for that. Um, me and Apollo, me and her little dog, uh, her little Toto-esque dog. For those, those of you guys who didn't see Wizard of Oz, you probably don't understand that joke. Me and him are making progress in our relationship. For a long time, he didn't like me, but I think we're making progress. Um, shout out to everybody who participated in the episode. Zach, Brittany, Evan, it was just a really dope conversation about just love and relationships, et cetera, et cetera, which, you know, it's fun, which <laughs> it's interesting. I try like those of you guys who listen to my podcast, you know, a lot of the time I try to keep the theme of every episode a little bit different. Cause a lot of the time when I do an episode, I'm just speaking to my own uniform existence, my own individual experiences, but it feels like life is just throwing me more and more real life experiences that serve as motivation to get on this podcast and talk about how fucked up one's love life can be when trying to find the one you love and the partner you want. And I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Um, Some more shout outs. Shout out to Nigel. Nigel. Nigel is a young man that I I met at um, at Lowbrows on Motown Monday in Sacramento tonight. I walked in. He saw me. He said, hey, bro. Bro, you the homie, the podcast dude from uh from TikTok. I was like, yeah, man. He's like, yeah, man, I love your stuff, man. Yeah, you talking about my city on there. I'm from Gilas. I was like, oh man, what's up? That's what's up. Which for those who don't know, that's kind of like a um a Mexican nickname for Gilroy, the city of Gilroy in California. And he was like, yeah, man, I listen to your stuff, man. I love it. I listen to all your videos. And like, one thing I love about, and I'm not going to just keep. I love how homegrown this podcast. Is. I love how homegrown this podcast is. I love that. I can walk outside and just feel the love. That's one thing. Then the second thing is I love that. I love that. Um, I love the fact that honestly, and I'm trying not to get emotional when I say this, because there's probably going to be some more emotional points in this episode. I love the fact that y'all are really fans of my content. Like, like I love the fact that when I talk to y'all, Y'all can tell me six, nine, ten, twelve different videos y'all watched. And like, bro, y'all do not know how much that means to me, man. Like, um, that that really touches my soul. Like on some on a serious note. Um like just being for a round of applause for that, honestly, man. Like I um not for me for y'all, bro. Like y'all y'all do not know how much y'all make my day. Y'all don't know how much y'all make my day. Um and all of y'all, any of y'all, because this, this ain't a new thing. Yo, I was at work the other day. This is a true story. I'm at work for my new job. I'm training, walk in the back room, you know, signing all the certificates off from my gun and everything. There's a new hire at the front. There's a new hire who's maybe about a week or two uh, behind in the process than I am. 
So I, I just walked by him, you know. I said, what's up, brother? He said, what's going on, my man? I walked by him. Then I come back in. He's like, man, I just realized where I know you from. I, yeah, you the dude from the podcast. I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, man, I watch your content every single day, but I love your stuff. What do, what, he started going through and listen, just all my... Ah, man. I'm 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 respond I'm a respond I'm a when I when I um we're gonna have a really long conversation about some other things, but there was a guy in one of my videos, he commented. I did a video talking about like Mexican culture, about a little thing, like a little aspect about Mexican culture. And um guy commented, he just said, um, man, I swear to God, this guy is from everywhere. That comment is from multiple people who has been commenting on my videos because I always have a way to speak into different experiences, different experiences of the household, what it's like to live in that city, what it's like to be there, what it's like to do that. And the common question I always get is, bro, how the fuck do you know this stuff? How do you know this? Where do you go? How do you go? And I always tell people, I've always just been somebody who's open to new experiences and open to learning. You know, people always ask me, how do I know so much about different cultures? How do I speak Spanish? How do I speak Portuguese? How do I know this about Portuguese culture? How do I know this about Swedish culture? How do I know this about Tasmanian culture? That last one was exaggeration. Nobody has ever asked me, how do I know this about Tasmanian culture? But I'm just always open to talk to people and ask them. Like I, The thing about me is when I talk to people, anybody who knows me will tell you this. I am a very nosy ass individual. Not about like... I'm nosy about people's backgrounds, like what make them, what makes you, where do you come from, how did you grow up, what motivated you to be in this career, what motivated you to do this, how did y'all fall in love, like I really do ask questions and I really do pay attention to what people are saying, and reality is a lot of that serves as the motivation for this content, so, you know, that's why I always, that's why on a ground level, I always try to show love to people who listen to my podcast. Shout out to the bartender at, uh, at Dive Bar, by the way. Dive Bar in Sacramento. He showed me some love, too. But um, he just showed me some love and said, bro, I watch your content. I appreciated that. But um, I can tell you. And that's another thing, too. Let me just say this. Because, <laughs> you know, black people, y'all give me the most love when it comes to the podcast. Some of y'all got, like, it's gotten to a weird point now where I can tell when somebody recognizes me, but they don't want to say nothing. Or they just, but they just stare hella like long, like that's been happening recently. Like people would just be staring at me for hella, hella like, like, like black folk. Y'all know how we do that when we do that. Uh, is that you? Is, is that you? Ain't you you? That you ain't you 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 stare, and which is cool, you know, it's cool, bro. But it's like just come and say something, bro, because now y'all making me nervous. I'm like, bro, like I'm alone here. I don't y'all fifty five deep at the table. I, I ain't nobody gonna back me up. So um. But nah, it's it's love, bro. It's love. I love y'all, man. Shout out to um, shout out to all of California, Northern, all my fans in Gilroy, Santa Rosa, Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto, Fresno. Um, I had a state fans too as well. Um, and once again, I'm on the ground level. I'm on the ground level. This podcast is nowhere near a top booming podcast that is world renowned, and I'm getting a twelve thousand dollar check per week from it or nothing like that. But we getting there. We getting there. That's all I got to say. And um, you guys constantly motivate me and give me the energy I need, the thoughts, the the love I need to keep going, you know. So I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart, like for real. Um, 
A few episodes ago, I did an episode called Buy You a Drink. And the episode I was doing, I was talking about how, you know, is it wrong? Is it kind of corny for a man to buy a woman a drink to, and, and thoughts of pursuing her? And that conversation, that episode was in essence inspired from a conversation that I had about two nights previously with a group of friends who later joined me on the next episode, which is last week's episode. And it became a whole big conversation about female and male dynamics and relationship dynamics and woo woo woo. And um, two things happened this week that really made me have just really kind of relook at look at how I approach relationships a lot differently. When I was working at the bar on Saturday, there was a girl. A little cute little girl, really pretty, really pretty girl, honestly, like a really beautiful little girl. She went to the bar, right? At the time I was inside and I was behind the bar, I was bar backing, washing the dishes, you know, number one dishwasher of the year in Northern California. Holla at me. But uh, she walked up to this guy, right? Got next to him and started flirting with him, right? And from my perspective, I thought she was feeling him. You know, he, he was a cute dude. He was really short. He was about five, three at best, but... I thought she was really feeling him, you know. She was all up in his face, grinning and laughing and smiling and whoop a whoop and that, 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 that. And then at a certain point in the conversation, at a certain point in the interchange, she lost all interest. Came to the other side of the bar where I was at. And, um, well, not the other side of the bar, like maybe like four seats down to where I was at and was um, trying to get a drink. And... I asked her at a certain point, hey, what happened with you and the guy? I thought y'all was really feeling each other. And she said, oh, no, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I'm a finesser. I was just trying to finesse a drink. I was trying to get a free drink. And I was like, oh. And that little, um, that little attempt to finesse that happened right before my eyes Brought me back to the conversation about buying women drinks. There's a video I put out today that was talking about how being a guy with game versus being a guy without game and how these two perform in the dating world. And a theme for this podcast today is going to be us talking about how there are certain things that we take for granted in terms of dating, in terms of the dating world. Now, what I expressed in the video was is a lot of men out there, a lot of grown men in their 20s, 30s with careers even do not know that they do not possess game, that they do not possess finesse, that they cannot talk a girl into doing shit. There are a lot of men out there who do not know that. I happen to be a man who, who does not possess game. I do not possess game. I do not possess finesse. Some say it's a gift. Some say it's something you can learn. I don't have it. And what I expressed in the video was there is nothing wrong with being a man who does not have game because all that having all that not having game means when you don't have game, All that that means is that 
any woman that fucks you or most women that talk to you and really want to fuck you are generally speaking, physically attracted to you. Usually very physically attracted to you, honestly, because a lot of if you don't have game, your only your only tool in your tool belt is your physical appearance. Versus when you do have game, be you ugly or be you cute. It's a lot of it. Like if you're an ugly dude with game, with finesse, you can talk a woman into liking you. A woman can be a talk and talk. A woman can like you just by your confidence, just how you present yourself, your swagger, certain genasi quad that you possess, just the way that you talk and hit the block, just the way the way when you walk in the room, people flock to you, clothes you wear, money you might have. That's game. My dad got game. My dad on his worst day can talk a girl, talk a girl out of her panties on a, on a work on the worst day. It's my dad got game. Dad got finesse. Shit's genetic, and I didn't get it. <laughs> but <laughs> just being for real, you know, you know. My brother was like that. My older brother was like that. He a good looking dude, but he had game too. He knew how to fest. He had bitches buying him clothes and everything. Now, if you a good looking dude, that and the thing about it is, if you don't have game. That don't necessarily mean you're not going to pull females because I can tell you as a dude who don't have game, I've always throughout my life, be it something that I didn't want. This is have real. You got to be real. Let's have a real conversation. Be it some pussy I didn't want. Be it some pussy I did want. I've always had pussy thrown at me. It is what it is. Now, towards me getting into my 20s was when I started seeing shit get thrown at me that I actually wanted. You know, that's a big, that's the, that's the caveat. That's the caveat. You're at a different, let me tell you something. You're at a different level when you're turning down pussy that you actually really want. But, but, but you know what? Hold on. You know what? Hey, let's have that conversation. Cause that's, you know, hey, let's have that conversation. You know, this goes into the conversation I was going to have about taking things for granted. I know a lot of people, I have a lot of friends who cry every day and say they're having a hard time finding love. They're having a hard time finding a man that they want. They just feel so lonely. And truth be told, there's nothing wrong with having standards and dating because I'm trying to create my own goddamn standards. God knows I'm needing them. But one thing we do take for granted is. I got a friend, right? Great guy, right? Cool ass dude, right? Sniper. Sniper to knock some bad shit down in his day. I can tell you, he didn't knock some shit down in his time. It's true sniper. And we were talking about Tinder. And I was saying, like, you know, his we were talking about our experiences on Tinder. The app Tinder, the dating app Tinder, you know, the swipe thing. And he's telling me, he's like, Yeah, man, I like Tinder. He said, Tinder was cool, but I deleted it. And I was like, why? I was like, because bro, I was like, you know, when I was using, I would match with like hella girls. Like I would get hella girls like me on there. Like where you can see, like if you pay for the Tinder plus, you can see the likes. But bro, like they just would all be ugly. Or if you see them, they, a lot of them be ugly. Only two or three of them be cute. And I just didn't, I ain't like that. You know, he said, what was it like when you used it? And like I told him, I said, when I use Tinder, I, when I used Tinder, I had on um, basically the same experience. You get a lot of matches, 20, 30. You get a lot of likes, like 20, 30 likes a day. But they either be women that you're not attracted to. Maybe two or three of them you might would kind of, eh. Maybe on a Tuesday if it's slow, but you're not really feeling them. And it's kind of demotivate, demotivating because you're like, damn, like, I don't want to keep doing this. But I'm not seeing nothing I like. But like I told him, don't take that for granted. 
Don't take that for granted because what happens is, is like I told him, somebody else's experience, you would, if you could see somebody else's experience with Tinder, you would die to have that experience. I got a friend who uses Tinder who shall remain nameless. And he's a cool guy. He's my boy. He just not the best looking guy. And he never gets any likes or any matches at all, at all, at all, at all, not even one, at all, not one match, not one like at all. Because that's messed up because there's a certain level of like, there's a certain level of, I guess I'd say, quote unquote, ugly you can be where you'll still attract somebody, but they'll just be as ugly as you are. He ain't even getting that. Yeah. So, so. Like I told my boy, you know, you know, sometimes we take for granted. Like, I'm a very insecure person. I'm a very insecure person. So it's very common for me to go to the club or go to a bar. I say at least two to three times a week, somebody's going to comment on my appearance when I go out somewhere and say, oh, damn, you're cute. Oh, damn, you fine. Damn, you look good. Like, I always, I always hear that. That's like a common thing. And. I ever take the comments to heart because a lot of the time the comments, well, no, they come from, they come from cute girls. Yeah, they do. They come from cute girls. A lot of times they don't come from the women that in my brain, I was like, damn, I wish she would have told me that. Damn. Yeah. Nah, no. I'm like a lot of times it'd be from people, you know, you're not necessarily trying to talk to like that, but I take that for granted though. I take, I'm taking that for granted. I'm taking for granted the idea that when I, the, the idea that when I walk outside the house, Generally speaking, there are people, a lot of people who who do find me conventionally attractive because a lot of people don't have that. You know, a lot of people, I'll tell you straight up shit in the pandemic when the pandemic hit and I couldn't go outside and I couldn't go out and get my little fix, my little, oh, you cute. Oh, you pretty. Oh, you got chocolate skin. I couldn't get my little compliment fix. Oh, I was going fucking crazy in the house. I was going to round of applause for the pandemic. Round of applause for the pandemic. because I was going crazy. When I couldn't get my little ego validation, I was losing it. It's a real thing, bro. It's a real thing. So, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you settle. I'm not saying it to settle, but I'm just saying it just to kind of put things in perspective. It's interesting how we, I remember, bro, I remember being at the point in my life, I still remember being at the point in my life where, where I just wanted to, where I just wanted to have, I just wanted to pull a woman who, who was the type that I liked. Then it got to a point where the type that I liked was just a common thing. Like I take advantage, I take, I take for granted that the con the idea that nine times out of ten, what I like usually likes me back. Sometimes better than what I like you. A lot of times better than what I like usually likes me back. That's been a thing that's been going on the last year or so. Like a lot of the times, like um, what I. You know, what what likes me, you know, so it is what it is. But it's an interesting thing, and it kind of and bouncing back to the game and the um the game the game versus no game conversation because what I was expressing in the podcast is on the video was you have to move according to your strengths. You gotta move according to your strengths. You know, like for me personally, for me personally. I um I'm not good at talking to women in clubs or talking to women at bars just because one the music you can never hear my voice. My voice just blends in with the music. 
I'm really good at just being, you know, just presenting myself. And if a girl likes me, then she likes me and it goes from there. But if she don't, she don't. And it goes from there as well. So, you know, that's how I move. But I bring it up because a guy with game. See, a guy with game. When I was. um, I was talking to my friend's house with some guys, with a guy and a girl, and I was telling them how. When I talk to a woman, I can tell the moment she looks in my face if she finds me attractive or not. I can tell the moment she looks up in my face, does she find me attractive or not? The reason being is because, like I said, when you are a guy that does not have game, you have to be you have to be. Really good at reading cues, reading glances, because if you do not. And you're just trying to shoot your shot with a girl who really don't like you, it could come off very creepy and you'll scare the damn girl off. Now, if you were a guy with game, you don't got to care about that. If you a guy with game, you don't have to care about a girl being physically attracted to you because truth be told. You can talk her into liking you. Your swagger will draw her to you. Your confidence will draw her to you. Naturally, without any stress at all, like just it is just it just just flow, and it's an interesting thing. Um, it's interesting seeing that. So I don't know. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna. I wish my boy I could bring him on the podcast and talk about this, but I don't know. This was the episode I was just thinking about because I um uh, I want to get that off my chest because I was in my brain. But um, let me let me know what you guys think in the comments. Let me guys let me, let let me know what you guys feel about what I said. This is the Greatest Voice Podcast. Thank you all for listening.